Hello, welcome to another episode of Keeping Your Marriage Hot and Holy with your love coach, Chara Taylor. Thank you so very much for joining me as we continue to look at things and topics that keep our marriages thriving, spicy, and fun. So listen, guys, this episode is going to be a continuation from the last episode that was on having a explosive Eros love. And in that episode, I did mention the stages of friendship. And so in this episode, I'm going to continue with that because I want to give us some pointers on how to rebuild friendship and to take our marriages from beyond complacency to actually having that explosive arrows love that we so crave and desire. Now, I hope that you had some time to reflect on your marriage and identify what stage of friendship your marriage is currently in. And listen, if you missed that episode, then do me a favor and go back and listen to it um, so that you can follow along and be on the same page with the rest of us. And for those who are returning for the follow up, I also hope that you had an opportunity to determine what stage of friendship you would like to get to in your marriage. I hope that you had an opportunity to confess to God and to your spouse anything that you have contributed to the crack or the breakdown in your friendship. And I also pray that you asked your spouse if you two can work on taking your friendship to a deeper and different level. I I do hope that you ask God to help you be a better friend to your spouse and to yourself. Now, to keep going, did you ask God to show you the areas where you are missing the mark when it comes to unity and friendship in your marriage? And I hope that you have been seeking, deeply seeking to work on the natural and the spiritual things about yourself because you can only change yourself. The reason for these steps that I just mentioned is because remember, friendship is vital when it comes to marriage and when it comes to having explosive arrows love. You want your friendship to go beyond casual or close friend and you really, really, really want to get to that place where you are like intimate best friends. I believe we all want to be an intimate best friend with our spouse. Now, before we go any deeper or get into this, let me say this. If you are a spiritual person and, you know, I pray that you are, please be sure that you are not over spiritualizing your marriage. Okay, God is not responsible for your part in being a friend or a lover. You, ma'am, you, sir, are responsible for doing the work that is needed to have a connection with your spouse. Sure. Pray about the things. Absolutely. Keep those things uplifted to God and prayer. But you are going to have to be the one to put some action to what it is you are hoping to accomplish. We have to remember to let God take care of the supernatural things while we work on the natural things like friendship and relationship. Okay, I just wanted to make sure to say that because sometimes we we can over spiritualize things to um, make it appear that we are doing what we're supposed to do when we're actually not okay all right let's move on so let's talk about friendship and fun in marriage okay once you have determined where you are on the friendship scale and you have acknowledged where you would like to be with your spouse it is important to include them in the process i mean like talk to them about it agree on what you can agree on and then the things that you cannot agree on I recommend that you bring a third party in or someone, some counselors or a mediator, or I heard someone say the other day, a referee in with you to help you guys with what you disagree on. Okay. 
Listen, there are some things that we must consider when we're talking about spousal friendship. Spousal friendship is a little bit different from just regular friendship with our friends, simply because when you're in a friendship with someone outside of your home, you do get a break from them. But when you are being a friend with your spouse, you are typically with them most of the time. So there are some things that we must consider. And some of those things are like, you know, um, what keeps us separated when it comes to friendship? What stops me from wanting to really connect with my spouse? And here's a hang up that I have found that many couples talk about and that I have even experienced. And that hang up um, is when we bring our careers into our marriage at the wrong time. <laughs> you know, sometimes we bring our careers into our into our marriage at the absolute wrong time. Like we're trying to you're trying to talk to your spouse about something and whatever their profession is, they go into professional mode and they give you all of the all of the analytics and all of the details and you're like, "Oh, I just want you to listen." Trust me, okay? Your spouse knows you are educated, knowledgeable, proficient, accurate, and powerful in your very line of work. So when your spouse is having an issue, you know, please don't offer up your professional advice or instructions prematurely unless he or she is asking you for it. Oftentimes when a spouse is sharing what they are going through, they are really just looking to be your friend. That's all. They're not looking for a teacher, a mentor, a coach, and they definitely not looking for an I told you so voice. Okay. They just need a safe place to release and get some comfort. There is a time and a place to offer up your skills to your spouse. Just understand that you have to know when the timing is right. What you offer is needed and it is definitely wanted. Just determine when the time is right. Wrong timing can set off some explosive, heated arguments and separation. Okay. Another hang up, excuse me, another hang up that we find in marriages is when you always have to fix everything. Oh, you always have to fix your spouse or the situation. I call it the let me fix it syndrome, okay? <laughs> Listen, it is unhealthy for you to need to fix your spouse or every situation that he or she brings up. I got some questions for you if you have the let me fix it syndrome. How did you determine that he or she was broken in the first place or that he or she needed to be fixed? How did you determine that something was wrong? Could it be that he or she is merely just talking or sharing? Isn't God the person and isn't it God's job to fix the person? Isn't God the potter and we the clay? Again, I want to, you know, honestly ask yourself, is it healthy for you to need to and want to control how your spouse releases what's happening and what's going on with them? This is what I mean by that. Your spouse is coming to share something with you. Your spouse is coming to tell you something and you don't like the way it's coming out. You feel like they always are filled with drama. They always have an attitude. They're always complaining. But what if he or she is just only able to truly and completely release their day with the one who they feel closest to, which is you. And when, when you try to fix him or her, then you push him or her away because most often all they really need to do is release. Why is it that our perspective can't be, oh, look at my baby. He had a rough day. Oh, she had a rough day. I'm just going to listen and offer up a hug, offer up some love and let them get that out however he or she needs to get it out. 
Now, I do want to do a pushback and do a, a flip side to this because we must understand that having a good friend who gives advice is important and imperative. So there are some times that we must bend and be open to receive some help and some advice, even if you don't necessarily want it. The balance comes in with having control of our attitudes and our emotions. Sometimes our emotions tell us that we just want pity or sympathy, which is good sometimes, but there are times when we need a correction or some advisement. We must be open to receive that which is needed. Let me give you a case in point. This podcast that I am currently doing, you know, this is the continuation. And it was because I went to my husband and said, oh, man, this podcast is going to be very long. And he said, without hesitation, my husband is a natural fixer. So without hesitation, he went right to break it up into two episodes because everybody knows you for doing 15 to 20 minutes. And so you don't want to go any longer. Well, honestly, I didn't go in for the advice. I was just going in to share. Okay, I was just happy to share with him. But him being Mr. Fix-It and going right into character, I did benefit from it. And I'm sure you're happy too because it's not a 40-minute episode, okay? (laughs) Instead of being frustrated, I said to him, okay, well, let me figure out how I can break it up into two. And just like that, something that didn't need to be fixed was made better. So there are times and places when fixing it actually does work. It just can't be for absolutely everything and every conversation. I hope that makes sense. All right, something else to consider is that understand that your passion may not be your spouse's passion. So if you are expressing something that is truly your passion and your spouse is not responding in a way that you are expecting him or her to respond, it is okay. That doesn't mean that they have rejected you or dissed you or dismissed you or neglected you. Maybe, just maybe they're listening and trying to take it all in. We don't and we shouldn't control our friends. When we do, we push them away. This puts a crack in our phileo, the brotherly love, which overall diminishes our Eros love. Okay, so if you are a natural fixer, a teacher, a counselor or a preacher or in any other field that rescues and fixes things and you are frustrated that your spouse doesn't come to you to fix or to teach, please try to remember that your spouse is not your student, your client, your audience, your calling, nor your assignment. Your spouse is your spouse, a helper who in most cases is there to work together with you for an outcome. So instead of jumping to your natural track of I'm going to fix it, please consider asking first, how can I help you with this? Do you need my help? And please remember that your spouse is your help. And probably your greatest support and your advocate. So you don't have to use your skills on your spouse all the time. And as a friend, your spouse has a great need for you. But it may not necessarily be in the area of your expertise or your profession. Please allow your spouse to need you in the way that he or she absolutely needs you. When they absolutely need you. When you force your need to be needed professionally on your spouse, you push them away from wanting to come to you about anything. Being a person who has to always fix or to teach is it's just as frustrating or upsetting as a person who is nagging all the time. The two are equivalent. What I'm saying is being a fixer and a nagger are just about the same. Okay, real talk. Now, I'm going to get through these um, points that I have on being friends and how to restore them so that we can get off of here. The first point that I want to um, give us is choose your conversation strategically and wisely. If 
conversation has been horrible and communication has been bad between you guys and you are in a process of rebuilding and restoring friendship talk about some things that bring y'all together and don't separate talk about some favorite memories talk about your dreams your aspirations your goals and your visions stay away from controversial topics that you don't agree on for a season until you can clear up and have um, better conversation between you two don't talk about things from the past or, or or hurt issues. Don't talk about each other's family members because that can be touchy. Talk about your fantasies. Talk about your fun times, okay? Another point is when you're rebuilding, schedule some times to discuss the important matters. Schedule time to talk about your bills, your kids, your plans, etc. Okay? Talk about, I mean, schedule and schedule some time to talk about family things schedule it and don't do it just on a whim don't do it when you're having just me and you cuddle time don't bring those things up during that time and here when you're rebuilding and getting back to friendship i want to give you some dinner do's and don'ts and i hope you're writing this stuff down if you're able to or go back and listen to it again when you are having dinner or you're on a date Listen, don't talk about the other people that are there. Don't talk about current events. Don't talk about bills, kids, or work. But do talk about each other. Fill that date with compliments. Sit next to each other and not across from each other. Share something. Feed each other something. Serve one another. Okay? Those things can build your friendship. Look into each other's eyes and recognize the different things that you have missed. Because you don't get to look at each other all the time. A fourth thing that I want to encourage when we're talking about rebuilding friendship is have a budget line item or two for relationship investment. Have a budget for you just to buy gifts and sentiments to give to each other. Have a budget for dates. Have a a budget for vacations and have a budget for investments like counseling or retreats or or conferences or things that build up on your marriages okay the fifth one i want to share is make the most of the opportunities and the current realities be content with your present is what i'm trying to say do things inside the home as well as outside the home and i want to say please don't allow money to be what is your main connector because if you're just out spending money on each other and going and spending all the money when money comes to a dry season if money is your connection you're going to have a problem which is why i'm telling you to be content with your present and learn how to do things together inside the home as well as outside the home go ahead and pray together often worship together often get together and read the word of god together Do what your spouse likes to do a couple of times a week. You know, get in his world. Get in her world. Let him or her know through their love language that you're thinking about them and that you care. Let your spouse be himself. Let your spouse be herself to express themselves just the way that they are. Love him or her the way that they are without forcing a change on them. And be compassionate and patient at all times. We are really missing a lot of the fruit of the spirit in our marriages, which is causing a hurt and a hard place for us as friends in marriages. These are just some very basic and rudimentary things that can help rebuild and restore friendship. But listen, if your friendship was very intimate then you wouldn't be having connection problems. Sometimes, just sometimes we have to go back to the basics and start all over again. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with needing to start 
all over again. Okay. Remember, remember, remember that friendship is very vital when it comes to marriage. Without it, all the areas of your marriage will suffer and you'll need, you'll end up needing some resurrection. And I'm going to close us out with this. We are in, we are still in resurrection season. We just celebrated the death, burial, and resurrection of our savior, Jesus Christ. I believe that he is still in the resurrection business and he can and will resurrect your marriage from a dead place or dull place. I want to admonish you to seek him on how to build the friendship in your marriage and ask him to start with you. What must I do to change to be a better friend? Do I, would I be friends with my own self? Allow God to show you how to be a friend. And I can almost guarantee you that if you do your part as a wife or as a husband, you will see a powerful change in the connection and your friendship will grow. The love will grow. Your unconditional love will lead. Your arrows love will explode. You will have an amazing time with your spouse all over again. And remember that hot and holy does not just happen. You must work at creating, maintaining, and having hot and holy. But you can have hot and holy. With God, all things are possible. With your obedience, your intentionality, your dedication, your steadfastness, you will enjoy your spouse all over again. So invest in your friendship. Your marriage is definitely worth it. You liked each other before and you can like each other again. So whatever stage you are, work to move closer and closer to having a deeper, more profound connection and some explosive arrows love. All right, guys, that is pretty much my time. I am over more than I really wanted to be. This is a topic that I can talk about in depth for forever, but I do talk about it in my book, Awaken Love. So if you'd like to give me your feedback or check out the book, uh, please feel free to contact me at teamtaylorministries.com or by email at awakenlove at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Awaken Love Marriage Retreat. Okay, Um, go ahead, guys, and have a wonderful day. And remember to keep your marriage hot and holy. And remember to be friends with your spouse. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye.